1: Hi, everybody. We're back with Talk Purpose and Truth Podcast with Eden and Kim.
2: I'm the special guest today. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) You didn't even let me introduce you. I'm sorry. I got excited.
1: (laughs) Okay, so this is going to be a fun episode. We're just going to talk about Kim. How about that?
2: For a short time.
1: (laughs) Okay, so uh, we just decided that we're going to let the audience know a little bit more about you.
2: Well, we'll do one one down the line with Eden as well, but we... We haven't really done episodes where we actually talk about what we do, even though it's our show. (laughs) So we thought, why not?
1: Yeah. Okay. So we're going to go right into the questions. All right, Kim, you ready? Yeah. Okay. Tell us how you got on this path of being a speaker, intuitive, author, and coach. And uh, you have done acting and modeling also, and you sang in a rock group. Um, Well. That actually rehearsed, and we were rehearsed at this studio, at this studio right? Yeah. Okay. That, not, I said we. That you, you were here. Just kidding.
2: <laughs> you were in the group too. You
1: rehearsed <laughs> in this this studio several years ago, um, and you also worked in the field of special education. How did how did it flow into what you're doing now, and um, you living your life purpose today?
2: Yeah. Um, I'll try to just compile it into a short answer because okay. it could be like a 15-minute answer. <laughs> um, so I I think I always wanted to be an actor and singer growing up. And so it was cool that that kind of came about in a small way um, through the years. But um, I fell into working. I didn't know what it was. I went, went to a job interview and it was a psychology-based job and I thought how interesting I'm sick of waitressing I'm sick of going on auditions and waitressing so I ended up working with adults with um, disabilities and severe behavior problems for quite a while with adults with schizophrenia and you name it and it was really interesting and challenging and so then that led to me actually teaching middle school special education with moderate to severe kids mostly in wheelchairs for quite a while and so interestingly at the same time I started being in this vegan environmental outreach group where we went and spoke and sang in a rock group and went all over the place and went on TV shows and it was it was really cool like we went on a show with Tommy Lee and Ludacris we went to Playboy Mansion parties we performed in Puerto Vallarta Mexico at Eugenia Jam Um, all kinds of cool things Uh, played at House of Blues uh, in you know, rehearsed here. It's kind of funny. So at the same time as those two things, special ed and that rock thing, I was doing intuitive readings. And so I, I got mentored by an amazing holistic doctor that I would see. And he's like, you have this gift, you should be doing this. And I had always been intuitive and just kind of scared of it. And so right around age 30, I started. So I'm 47 now. So back then I started doing readings and they were really accurate. I started using my own intuition and Oracle cards and that led into actually life coaching people as well. And so then it just kind of happened where I kept getting this whisper like you're not all the way in your purpose. And I went to New Yorkas seven-day seminar. And she was on our show a while back and ended up getting certified in neuro-linguistic programming and life coaching through her and realized this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So I ended up kind of quitting everything else. I'm, I'm fast-forwarding and summarizing. And um, life coaching full force. And then that led into public speaking and um, co-authoring and authoring and doing more and more intuitive readings and then ultimately to this show.
1: Yeah. And what's more fulfilling?
2: What's more fulfilling in what I'm doing? What you're doing
1: now or no? I feel like
2: I'm in my purpose now. So yeah. But you know what's cool about it is I, I got introduced to personal development at age 18. My dad took me to see Jim Rohn and his boss had Joe had told him you know let's go see Jim Rohn who's one of the greats who's who taught Tony Robbins Mm -hmm. and I went to see Jim Rohn and it just clicked and I was so immersed in personal and spiritual and all kinds of you know personal development spiritual development all of it and I used to look at the people on the stage like how do they do that how do they remember what they're going to say how do they create their own quotes and Mm -hmm. so it's really cool how now I'm doing that
1: yeah you think any of your quotes are channeled? Yes. Okay. I think so too. Yeah. Uh, so you were asked to do a TED Talk. How did this come about? And what was it like?
2: Yeah, it's funny because I really didn't know what they were until my friend Pina DeRosa, who's actually friends with a few of our prior guests, um, Erin Cottrell and Brianna Brown, uh, she got one. And then she's talking about it and I'm going, oh, these are really popular. People look for them on YouTube and it's this highly acclaimed speaking thing. And so I guess it was in my energetic wavelength after that. Mm -hmm. And I had been doing nonprofit work for this group called Women Empowered and speaking for them and doing coaching for them. And I was on their website. And so one of the TED Talk people saw my stuff on their website and contacted me and I got to do it. And it was really hard because you have to fit a talk into about 12 minutes. And it was when my youngest daughter was in the hospital for something really serious, like very, very serious and um, scary. Mm -hmm. And we, I was in the hospital the few days before the TED Talk, and I somehow still prepared for it. Mm. And um, she ended up okay, thank God, and got out of the hospital. And then I went and did the TED Talk, and it was for TEDx youth. So I got to go speak at a high school, and that high school somehow happened to be my husband's alma mater, high school. Oh. And so that was just serendipitous. And then, of course, they put it on the website and everything, and it just, it just adds credibility. You're, you're able to say forever, I'm a TEDx speaker, and huh. so yeah. that's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, that is cool. Uh, Have you always been intuitive? And how do you do healing work with other people?
2: Yeah, I have always been intuitive. I just didn't quite understand it, I think, until I was later on, until I was in my 30s. You know, I was uh, maybe, maybe like, 27, 28, I went through kind of a seven year shift at 28 Mm. and really started stepping into it. My husband's dad, before he passed away, would assign me these metaphysical books. And so I started getting more and more into being open to that stuff. Um, He kind of started that. And then um, I bought my first deck of oracle cards around 29, I think. And then I started to do readings for people around age 30. And just, getting people saying, this is so accurate. It helped me. It healed me. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, now with my intuitive readings, I use a combination of Oracle cards, crystals, my own channeling and intuition. Um, and I'm able to do energy clearing prayers, chakra healing clearings and intuitive readings that help people with their relationships, their life purpose, um, figuring out what to do for their future, maybe healing that they need to do based on something going on or in the past. So all those kind of things.
1: So you have a, uh, like a file cabinet of, I don't know, gifts. Modalities. (laughs) Modalities. (laughs) Okay. So you have led hundreds of events, masterminds and retreats. A lot of them being women's circles. How is the healing and connecting so powerful in these events? And what is the, a favorite activity that you love to do at these events?
2: Yeah, I, it's crazy to think about, like, I I was thinking about it, because we haven't done live events in so long, and I was kind of adding it up in my mind, and I really, I really can say I've actually done probably, like, 400, like, women's circles masterminds, if I count masterminds, meetings, events, workshops, like, with, with groups of women, especially, um, it's been that many since 2010, and, um, and they stand out in my mind, especially the ones with with, I guess, the ones with large groups of women, but then also the intimate groups because they form these soul sister relationships and a lot of people are now best friends from it or business partners or still keep in touch from meeting, you know, 10 years ago. And so I feel like that connection, we we get this, this chemical that feels like a drug, a natural high called oxytocin. And we only women can get it and it comes from orgasm, breastfeeding, or meeting in women's circles. And so (laughs) that's why you go to like a women's retreat and you come home with this high Mm -hmm. and you feel like, oh my God. And you take it with you like the rest of the week or the rest of the month and it sometimes will actually shift you and go oh, now I have this idea for my purpose. Or, you know, now I'm going to be braver and go be more outgoing with people when I go to this next event or whatever it might be. Um, so I just think I think the power of connecting, you can feel it in your soul. And you might help someone by what you say at that event or you might meet someone that you're meant to meet. And so I just feel facilitating and leading those are such a big part of my purpose because I I just feel like they're so life-changing and it just it just brings up so much passion in me. Um, I love doing an event where the women have to look in each other's eyes for more than two minutes. Like that sometimes is crazy because all you have to do is stare into each other's eyes. Like I'm doing it to Eden right now. <laughs> and if you do it for too long, you know, sometimes women who are uncomfortable with it will start crying or sometimes people will start cracking up. Yeah. Um, but it's a way to, it's a way to deeply connect and get your emotions out. So I love doing that.
1: I remember doing that at one of the retreats I went to. Mm-hmm. That was yours. <laughs> and I was uncomfortable, but I i think, I can't remember, it was a while ago, but I got something out of it. Mm-hmm. It was like emotional. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So talk now about serendip- serendipitous experiences on your path.
2: Yeah, there's been a lot. And I think I, I recommend, you know, those of you listening to... To take an hour or two and kind of make a timeline and go, okay, from ages zero to seven, what stands out in my mind, good and bad, you know, and then seven to, you don't have to do the bad only if you want to, but it's especially the good, you know, what stands out for you. And then 7 to 14, 14 to 21, etc. And just kind of have, you know, bullet points of what stood out for you. And a lot of times you'll look at it and go, wow, nothing's been an accident. It's all led to what I'm doing now. And then you can pull out the synchronicities. And so I've had some really interesting ones. Like I, when I was eight years old, I went to Venice Beach and saw this bikini contest. And for some reason – I don't know why, but I was like, oh, I want to be one of those girls. They're so glamorous, like Barbie dolls, you know, and I wanted to be like that. And so later, fast forward down the road, I end up performing at that swimwear brand's 25 year anniversary Mm. and singing at their event and modeling their bikinis in Puerto Vallarta with the group I was in. And so it was like this whole full circle and I was able to tell the owner of the company that 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 had been something I had said when I was eight years old. Um, another quick, there's been so many, but another quick one was, um, with Jim Rohn. Um, he wrote this great book called 12 Pillars with Chris Widener. And we, my dad and Edwin and I would buy hundreds of copies of the book and just give them out to people because we felt we wanted to change people's lives. And so we just do it. We, we'd call and order them. And, um, Joe, who owns my dad's real estate company, um, he would be the facilitator to order the books for us. And he talked to this guy named Kyle. And so Jim Rohns, who first introduced me to personal development, fast forward, you know, about 2014, I end up um, being able to connect with Kyle. Joe connected me. And Kyle was Jim Rohns' 18-year partner. And we just clicked. And we kept in touch on Facebook. And all of a sudden, Kyle just goes, you know what, I need to talk to you. It's It's like this God thing. It's a serendipitous thing. You need to launch my lessons from companies event in California. And you only have like a month to do it. And I'm like, what? Oh my God. And so I somehow just got the speakers together, got enough people, like 120 people, got the hotel, um, got it all organized and did his launch for him. And we ended up partners and now have a life coach certification course my confidence course but it was all because of Jim Rohn really and Joe from Park Regency so 18 I see Jim Rohn and then 2014 I end up partners with Jim Rohn's partner wow hopefully that made sense
1: (laughs) (laughs) people might have to rewind it. I know
2: to to listen to that again wow
1: you just like set out a mouthful, and so fast. Do we have more time?
2: Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, we still have a little bit.
1: <laughs> okay, I can ask you another question. Though. Yeah.
2: Okay, so let's see. Um, I'm trying to go quick because I, I, I want everyone to stay interested.
1: <laughs> I know, so it got to be fascinating. Okay, so you've co- co-authored over 10 books and written your books, which both were on Amazon bestsellers. Getting your life to a 10 plus and living to the 10, living the 10. Why can't I read it? 10 plus plus life, 10 because it's on the second page, (laughs) living the 10 plus life. What is one of your favorite exercises you have in those books?
2: Um, Yeah. So it was, it's so awesome to say that you're an author. It really wasn't that hard. um, Like people think, but um, I guess, you know, it, I don't know. It is in some ways. So, the zero to 100 exercise is my favorite, and I think I've talked about it on the show, but it's I've just had the most feedback from people that it's very life-changing, and it's super simple, but you basically regularly make a list of everything you're doing in your life now and then a list of your goals, visions, and dreams, and then you go back and you rate every single thing zero to 100. And obviously zero, you hate it. 50-50 is it's average or kind of blah. Um, and the goal being that you circle the things that are 100 and you work on getting anything lower than 100. And this includes going to lunch with someone, taking on a new project, hobbies you do, anything like that. Anything less than 100%, it's like, well, why are you doing it? You're not being true to yourself. Now, I understand if you have to do it, then you you try to make it work so that you like it in some ways. Like you do some things to change it, to make it that you like it, or you work on eliminating it eventually. Um, But the goal being that everything is 100 so that you're free and you're being true to yourself and you're confident because we can learn confidence. A lot of people say, well, I'm not confident. I'm, you know, insecure. I'm just, I'm introverted. So that makes me not confident. And that's not true. We can totally shift that by learning different behaviors, by learning different ways of of acting, mindset, anything like that um, can shift our confidence. And so one of the ways, is simply being true to yourself, setting boundaries, and realizing that when we're doing things that are less than 100% on our list, we, we form a bitterness toward ourselves. And what happens is we're going, oh God, this week I went to lunch with two people I didn't want to. I'm helping this person move. I took on this new project and I don't really like any of it. Well, you have to think about it. Well, why are you doing it then? Where mm-hmm. is that coming from? And what happens is we end up moody, We end up annoyed with ourselves and feeling discontented and feeling kind of this physical icky feeling because we're not living according to what's aligned with us what what makes us feel alive and what's really meant for us in our heart and soul and so that's something you can ask yourself you know each time you do something is this aligned with me does it make me feel alive Mm -hmm. is it part of my heart and soul is it part of my path and that'll help you get in the habit of doing things that that are a hundred percent
1: yeah and I think that that's so good but I think people also have a hard time with if it's not a hundred percent how do I say no
2: Yeah. And it takes practice. And, and so I think that, you know, you can, you can practice by giving yourself excuses. Like, you know, you could go, okay, what are some reasons? Well, the main reason is anything that you say yes to, you're saying no to something else. And so if you look at your goals, visions, and dreams paper, You want to achieve all those hopefully hopefully they're all a hundred percent anytime you say yes to something that's not a hundred you're discounting those goals visions and dreams and you're putting them off longer and longer and longer and so you have to have a strong enough why to say no and you have to dare to maybe hurt someone's feelings to make someone not speak to you anymore and I always say well like I'll give you an example like In the past, I would have friends that would get mad if I couldn't do something. If they asked me, like, four different times and I still couldn't, I was still busy, they would act mad at me and annoyed at me and make sarcastic comments. I don't know if I really want to be friends with someone who does that anyway. Mm -hmm. So you have to think about it. Like, well, okay, is this person being understanding to me? Like, you know, otherwise, who cares? Like, I might as well just set boundaries with them and risk you know, not having them in my life anyways, you know?
1: Yeah. I think boundaries, that's a whole other topic. Right. We can, we can do another, I know. another time. I feel like we
2: did, we did an episode in the past. We'll have to go back. Now I can't think. It's a big one. Yeah. It's
1: important. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah. We'll, we'll make do that another a, one. We'll, we'll make a point of doing that. Uh, okay. Well, I think this was good and I hope the audience really gets to know you or now feels like they know you more and they look you up and how can they find you
2: awesome yeah i think it says it at the end of the show but kim life coach um but i am on social media under kim summers egglesey and um instagram at kim life coach
1: okay awesome well well, this was fun yeah
2: good to get to know you all too (laughs) (laughs) bye
1: everyone thanks for listening
0: For more information on Eden, go to edensustin.com. For more information on Kim, go to kimlifecoach.com. Make sure to follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Talk, Purpose, and Truth Podcast. If you loved this episode, you'll love every episode. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Thank you for listening.